You are now entering the Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. Building didn't let my fears kill me. Transmuting my pain in the cleanse in the rain. Found out I was working and I conquered my demons. I accepted my purpose and the goddess I became. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is your Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show, and I'm your host, Ariana. The quantum healer is in the building representing today. You know what? I have, I have a special um, podcast this morning. I'm going to go through uh, some of my first, first past life. Okay. And the reason I want to do that is because I want to just kind of go through it. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of people have questions about past life regression. A lot of people are afraid of past life regression. And so I want to show you, you guys, of course, I've done three sessions on myself where I've had a facilitator guide me through. And this is what we're going to listen to today. And then I, I've done about like almost 15, I think, sessions on other people, on my clients. Um, and I feel like it's truly fascinating. So before we get into all of that, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you guys who keep coming out, who keep showing up, um, who keep sharing me out. Um, y'all don't know I don't make no money on this. And I, and I don't care about that. I come because I love it. I love doing this. I love having conversations. I love bringing stuff to the table. And so those of you who value it, shit, keep coming back. Those of you who don't, hey, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> so I am a, a quantum healer. I have worked myself through levels of spirituality and I gravitated to quantum healing. Um, just to give you a little bit backstory about myself. Um, the door opening was tarot. Tarot was the door opener for, for me. Um, I had a friend at the time, uh, Shantae, shout out to Shantae. Um, she was sending me these uh, tarot readings and I wasn't into tarot. I had a niece also at the time. My niece was getting into tarot. I still wasn't into tarot. Like <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's cool. And kept it pushing. And I remember um, I had my niece uh, do a, a reading on me. I think it was at the end of 2018. And it was like a past, present, and future. And it was like one card and for each of those. And it showed my past, you know, traumas, basically. Um, it showed where I was in the present. And I think I was like, um, still <laughs> a bunch of traumas. And then um, the, the, future was the queen of swords which was like you know queen of swords is like the cold distant like single woman with nobody and it hit me a certain way at the end of 2018 like damn if i don't change some shit i'm i'm gonna fucking die alone <laughs> you know what i mean like so there was a lot of stuff going on in 2018 that pushed me to an awakening in 2019 and in 2019 uh, my friend Shantae, she kept sending me these tarot, uh, sagittarius tarot readings i'm a sunset y'all don't hate Okay. I am sipping my coffee right now. So she kept sending me these Sagittarius uh, readings and I was just like, uh, all right, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. 
And then crazy thing is one of the the, the uh, Sagittarius readings she kept sending me was by a reader named Tamaj Terrell, which you guys have seen her on my show. Um, and I love her energy. She's come back like three or four times, I think three times um, to the show. And I'll probably have her again because she's just amazing in her energy and her knowledge. Um, and I love bringing her on. But anywho, she was actually one of the people that I learned from. But anywho, I digress. So she kept sending me these and I was like, you know what? Finally, I'm a, I'm a fucking open and shit and watch it. And I was actually blown away by a Sagittarius general reading on YouTube, some random shit. Um, it was just speaking my, my language and speaking my whole life. And I was like, mm, wait, what the fuck is this? You know, how is this person that I've never met, never talked to, um, that is speaking my life. And it wasn't like just the general shit. It was like real details. And what people fail to realize, cause you know, I've heard a lot of people talk shit about the general readings and I too am a tarot reader. I still do general readings. I have a channel called the quantum goddess tarot channel, which I still do tarot, um, because it's, it's probably going to be a part of my life, but I do it when I want to. <laughs> I do it when I want to. It's not, uh, I'm switching, you know, as this past year, I've been switching professions into the quantum healing sector versus the tarot sector. But again, we'll talk about that on another podcast. But, um, so, you know, I've heard a lot of people have shit to say about tarot and that it's just all general. And we just kind of make up things that, you know, everyone will be going through. What people fail to realize is on a collective basis, we are going through similar things. Um, and so, yes, you can tap into you can listen to one of these, but it's a general reading and feel like the reader is talking to you. One, there's a couple of levels to that. One, not only is it for this collective Sagittariuses that are going through similar things, it's that your team and your higher self knew you were going to see it. So they tap into that reader and allow that reader to read for you. So that's another thing that you have to keep in, into um, your mind. But a lot of people are very closed minded, so they don't understand that part of it. They don't understand how spirit works. But anywho. So spirit has, I've gotten to the seat and I've learned a lot of different things, but energy has always been at the forefront of everything that I've done. Even when, you know, everything that I've learned, I've been skeptical of the way that I've learned because of the way that people teach things. So even when, you know, reading energy, I noticed in the beginning of me reading tarot that I was tapping into like very deep hurts and pains. A lot of people were ended up crying in the sessions and I'm like, why are these people always crying in my damn session? So I got kind of known as this person who like, she's going to make you cry. And people would be on my lives like, she's going to make you cry. And I'm like, damn, why am I making people cry? But I didn't realize I was connected to their soul. And um, and so in the very beginning, I was also tapping into their karma. So karmic uh, situations, karma, past life. Um, past life was a big energy that I was tapping into because I had a direct kind of access already to Akashic Records. And Akashic Records are the levels of where our, our records are. So... It was interesting that that stuff was in the beginning and it kept having me look more into what I could understand because I was just like, wait, my readings are so different from the way other people reading. A lot of other people, I considered them superficial readers because they were just reading very monotonous day to day. Oh yeah, he's cheating on you, leave him, shit like that. And when I was reading, I'm reading childhood traumas and shadow work that I didn't even realize was shadow work at the time or, or what's in the ego or what's in the subconscious. 
Um, and I didn't realize that I was tapping into those places. So it made me want to learn more and grow more. And so those are the things that I did learn, grow and keep searching for more answers. Um, and so constantly energy was always there. The connection of energy, that inner interlocking synergy that we do, um, in our lives that we, do, that we don't even realize that we do. So instead of looking at us as just spirits, you know, these ghosts that are floating around, I started to tap in on an energy level um, and seeing it from the quantum field, which is energy doesn't die. And so, especially when I went into open up my mediumship, that's how I opened up my mediumship was, I wasn't just looking at it as tapping into the spirit realm, although that's how people teach it. People teach it as you gotta open this door and you gotta cross over to this spirit realm when spirits are with us in this realm it's just do we open ourselves enough to feel them see them and connect with them um so we think of it as this other place that we need to go to um and we don't think of the multi-dimensional energy that we hold and so everything that I was learning was bringing me to this place of quantum healing. Um, if you look at, of course, I'm not into physics, but it just underlines all of those things when you're looking at dimensional energy. And so it can get a little confusing when you're looking at it because we, we think of everything as this physical space like we're in on earth. And when you get into tapping into energy and in past lives and stuff, it's really just going into another dimension, which is accessible through energy if we allow ourselves. But our mind is our biggest block. Our mind, our ego, you know, who we are in this world, uh, who we think we are in this world, um, can block um, our senses and it can block our connection to access in that. And some people think that tapping into the past will only hurt you, but your higher self, which if you believe in your higher self or not, that's neither here nor there, your higher self will never show you something that you are not ready um, to see. And that's one of the things that you guys will see and notice in my session. Um, and hopefully I could get through the whole thing. It's like a two hour session. I know I won't be able to get through the whole thing. So I'll do a couple parts to this and we'll, you know, we'll go through this particular session again. I've done three sessions, so I want to go through all three of those. And I'll stop and pause and talk to you guys about it um, as there's key points. And I want to because some of the stuff I'm not saying, but I'm feeling and looking and seeing. So I do want to let you guys in on those like cue card notes as I'm working through it. But the biggest thing is to understand about this, if you've been thinking about it or you've never heard about past life regression, um, is be open to it. Um, there's nothing scary. There's nothing demonic. I actually posted on my Facebook about this of why people are so scared. I had these religious people jumping on saying, God didn't give us those gifts. And the crazy thing is, you guys, let me tell you, I don't care who you believe in. God is not a jealous being sitting over you, condemning you for your actions that is most likely an alien or some type of spirit that came in and is directing you. It is not in the higher source. The higher source energy is way more intelligent than we are and is way more filled with love, compassion, and understanding. So some people are like, well, if we're not going to get deemed for our bad doing, why be good? Because it's the right fucking thing to do, duh. I mean, if you need religion to be a good person, that tells you that right there, you're not a good person. If you need to fear something to behave because you fear going to hell, you're not a good person. 
plain, they're like plain and simple. You need to do some work on you and understand that. Um, you don't need religion to be a good person and have loving your heart and understanding and work for people and, and um, forgive people. You know, some of the things like we, we again, your your the the source energy that we come from, like where we really come from, is not us. We are so close-minded as humans. We cannot. Our human brain cannot fathom the the outer dimensional spaces that exist. We can't. When we die and, and, and need this physical body, oh, all of that starts to come back to us, and we're like, oh shit. Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> okay. People think we're, we're in these cages in the matrix waiting to wake up like the matrix or we're in a simulation. And on some level that could be true because of how we see this, but you're not going to wake up in a little box like Neo. Uh, um, you will wake up because our death process is really just transition. There's really no death. You're not going to die and go to hell. You're not going to die and go to heaven. Um, not that there aren't spaces where angels exist because those are different planes. They do exist. It's just, they're just not on the earth. That's not their plane. That's not their dimension to be in there in other dimensions. Although we call on them, we call on other beings. Other beings come here too. A lot of people don't want to believe in aliens, but they're, they're, they're real. I don't believe that we can actually leave earth the way people think we can. If you guys believe in the moon landing, yeah. I'm sorry, even my 10 year old grandkids, we were watching it because you know they're teaching this shit in school still. And my 10 year old grandsons were like, who's recording them landing on the moon? <laughs> and I was like, good question. While everybody was watching this on the news and TV and they were broadcasting this, where was the camera? Who's, who's recording this? Did they have a second ship? Oh, maybe satellite, right? So it's like one of those things I actually ask in the quantum field about that. Did they ever land on the moon? And I got to know from the higher up energy, which personally I never believed in it anyway. You could tell it that it's a hoax. Even uh, Armstrong, when he's later and he's older, they, people have a lot of videos of him with like one particular one, a little girl is asking him like, um, why haven't we been back to the moon? And he's like, cause we never, <laughs> now trust me when you, if you guys ever meet old people, you ever talk to an old person, they give no fucks about anything. They tell you like it is. And he's like, cause we never went, you know? And there's a couple of them where he says that, where he admits it, we, we never went. It was, it was a hoax, you guys. It, it, they needed to to create this stuff for us so we could be, so they could feel that we're better than what we are. And humans, unfortunately, we allowed some beings, a lot of different beings came in. When I say beings, some people refer to them as aliens, but I say beings. Um, there was a point in time where no one was really watching Earth. Earth was just here. And we were intended to be these very beautiful species that were able to heal ourselves and grow. We, we are an experiment, though. Uh, for a lot of you who don't realize that people think we're just here for no reason at all. No, we're a fucking experiment. Um, we were we we're these organisms that were put here to say, hmm, let's see how this species does. And humans are actually relatively young 
compared to other species. Um, and so we get put here and it's like, all right, let's see how they do. But no one was really watching us. And so then we have these other beings that fucked up their own planets and shit like that. Not so nice ones that came over here. And because they were superior in ways, huge one, they could do things we couldn't. We looked at them as gods and we deemed them as gods. If you look at every nationality, everyone has sky people. Everyone has some type of being that came here that was powerful, that could wipe them out. They'd have these powers or gifts. And if you look at, they all have a lot in common where they have a jealousy. That doesn't come from our loving source energy. That comes from some type of being, a species. We're the only one species besides humans, you know, other species like us that would be jealous if someone is to love another God, you know, get jealous because you're doing this, that, and the third. So we were used um, in a lot of different spaces. If you guys look at, uh, just take the trail of uh, looking at ancient Sumerian texts and ancient Sumerian stuff, just go down the rabbit hole. You'll see that they have these two particular um beings that were here that people looked at like it it takes on the to me it takes on the story of god and the devil where one was trying to teach us about technology and to wake us up and things like that to give us tools and the other one wanted us to stay as slaves so the other one was very domineering and wanted us to to bow down to them and not um, move forward and then you look at how christianity christianity came into play and how that is a very obey me or i'll kill you <laughs> kind of religion if you put the the, the two and two together um it, it's you'll see uh that it, it just stems together so anywho so a lot of people don't believe but i think it's very fascinating and i think everyone should at least try a session not just because i'm a practitioner but because i think it's a fascinating way to tap into yourself and there's things that you feel on the other side that you wouldn't necessarily feel um, if you don't go through the process, it's a beautiful process. And I absolutely will keep doing it even for myself. Cause I want to tap in, um, on different lives and, and things that I have done. And, um, again, I love the process cause I feel like it's beautiful. And I think it's interesting to see where my soul has been and what I have been in this life. Um, I've got a lot of confirmations on things that I knew, uh, cause just like I said, learning a lot of things, people say a lot of things, but it's like, yeah, I don't believe that. And so I've gotten a lot of confirmation on the things that I believed and how I believed it. And again, we all practice different and I'll never tell people that they're wrong in the way that what they believe their religion. You can believe whatever you want. Um, I know the information that I've gotten, what I'm tailored to, and it, and it speaks to me on a on a different level. I always tell people when someone tells you something, and if it doesn't speak to your heart space, most likely it's not for you. Everybody's reality isn't going to be the same. Everybody's purposes are not going to be the same. Um, one person may decide to wake up and see things for a certain way, and the other person might. When we look at humanity has many, many enemies, yet we keep fighting each other. We need to unite and fight the other energies that are here that have been sucking us dry for fucking generations. For thousands of years, they have been 
um, having us as slaves. That's what we need to do. But we, they, they keep, they keep pinning us against each other and we just keep jumping on the saddle and saying, Hey, yep. Let's just keep fighting each other. (laughs) So, um, just remember that we need to stop fighting each other and start fighting the real shit out there that's against us. And that's when we will make huge, huge progress, um, as people, as humans, but anywho, so (laughs) I am going to, um, like I said, I'm going to play, um, I'm going to play this video. Um, and again, this is my past life. We're going to go through parts of it. Um, this was my first past life regression that I did back in 2020. So this was the first one I did. Um, and this was back when I was still barely coming into, um, I was like barely coming into anything. <laughs> I was, I, I had, uh, you know, I had a little bit of knowledge in certain places. I hadn't even opened up my mediumship yet. So there was a lot to it that I was not, um, you know, that I was not uh, able to like really see. So, um, all right. Now this is right when I, uh, get into the past life. Like I immediately jump into a past life. Um, and so everybody's, uh, sessions are different. So some, some people might, uh, jump into a death scene. Some people might shit be dead. Some people might be a rock, a tree or whatever. Um, sometimes you just jump into whatever the past life and the past life doesn't always mean you're a person. Uh, sometimes your past life, you know, you could be a tree, a rock, an ocean, you know, (laughs) you could be a star, Um, so it really depends, but I actually jump into a past life. So that's what I'm describing is, um, what I'm seeing the facilitator, which is a beautiful facilitator. Um, Elisa, she, um, um, she is walking me through it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and do they have somebody writing them? There's one particular person. Mm -hmm. Seems important. Mm-hmm. Um, what does his clothing look like? Seems the same, like the like a warrior kind of suit. Um, okay, what colors do you see on his suit? It looks brown. Um, doesn't very look very vibrant. It's more like brown mm-hmm. um everything seems to be the same color like the shoes and the um can't really see i don't really feel like he has pants on but mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he's wearing something but it doesn't look like long pants mm-hmm. he's yeah. more protected than anything it's more like um you say armor mm-hmm. Anything on his head? Like, he's wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks like one of those hats that has like the horse hair attached to it. So it's like he's somebody important, or I would say a general, if I had to think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really can't see his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the helmet, or that's what it is. It's, um, it covers most of his face. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So do you recognize him? Do you feel like you know him? No, but I feel like he's important. Okay. And as you were looking around, you mentioned you saw a woman holding a baby. What does she look like? Um, I only see her hair. I see more of the baby. It's a small baby, like a more baby. Mm-hmm. Um, what is she? What is she wearing? Or what? What is the baby? The baby's wrapped in like a blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is she doing there? I don't know. So she's just watching. Yeah, it's like we're all standing next to each other. Mm-hmm. I can see her next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see her hair, which looks black, but and her clothes look plain, like nothing. Um, I don't know, nothing extravagant or exotic. Just kind of plain, and the baby's wrapped in like a like a white cloth. Mm-hmm. And we're all just kind of looking. We're all just kind of standing there. Yeah. Okay, so um, do you feel like you have a body there then? Yeah. Okay, so if you look down to the ground, what do you see? I see my feet. Uh-huh. And what are women, male or female? I, I It looks like female. Mm-hmm. I have like these weird sandals on. Mm-hmm. Um... But my clothes just look very poor, poorly. It, um, hard to explain. I wouldn't say a dress, but kind of like a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more like fabric than anything. Okay. And what colors do you see on this fabric? Um, it kind of looks light, but I wouldn't say white. Um, Maybe like a tan. Okay, and is you is she holding anything? No. I do have um, bracelets on my on my uh, wrist. Um, what do they look like? Are they cur- what are they made of? They look gold. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, they have like little marks on them. For some reason, I I see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to hide my hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want you to... I feel scared, like mm-hmm. afraid. Okay. So then it, maybe those mean something. Those bracelets mean something. Yeah, I can't really see the markings. There's a lot of markings on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few rings. Mm-hmm. Now remember, through the process, you are really coming to this place of trying to acclimate into a past life. So you're trying to mesh who you are, which is the identity here, 
into another identity that you were. That's not the easiest thing to do. Um, so when you're going through the process, as things are becoming clearer, you get more sense of what's going on, but you don't really have immediate access. Some people don't have immediate access to the thoughts and feelings and knowing of what's going on. So it really sometimes takes time as you hear, I'm kind of like, I don't know. And, you know, I can see a couple of things around me, but I couldn't get the sense of everything. But as you'll listen, you'll see how the story unfolds and how my higher self set, sets it up to where I understand later what's going on, which is the interesting thing about how your higher self will open up these doors and present information to you. Because remember, your higher self is the one really giving you the information and allowing you to see it. Another part about this is you're seeing things that you might not have the words for. You might not, you might not know what a particular knife from eight, you know, from 1000 BC is called. <laughs> so you're trying to explain it in like the best way that you can. And sometimes it doesn't always sound as clear. But you're actually seeing, you know, some very crazy stuff and you're just like, I don't know how to explain this. But what you do is you relax, and don't overthink it and just explain it to the best of your ability. As you'll hear me doing. <laughs> yourself to acclimate yourself to that body. So that you get a sense of knowing. Of why you're scared of this man. It feels like a, like a raid, like if they're intruders um, and there's death, there's dying, people are dying. Mm -hmm. And is that what you see there on the, with the horses? Are there, are there people? I don't see the people dying. dying. I just okay. feel that there's dying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are there, are there any others around um, with uniforms on? There are more. Mm -hmm. A lot of them on the ground, mm -hmm. like soldiers. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like they're soldiers. Are they carrying anything in their hand? Weapons. Okay. I see swords, but they're not not regular swords. They, they look different, shape different. Mm. Um, they more have a, I would say, Persian kind of look mm -hmm. to the swords. They don't look like um, the regular steel swords. Mm -hmm. They're different. Their weapons are different. And as you look around, is there anybody with you that you know? I see my niece. Mm, okay. She's wearing a headpiece. What does that look like? It's gold. It's very thin. Um, comes across her forehead. There's like a pearl in it or some kind of, um, it's white. I'm not sure if it's a pearl or opal or something. Mm -hmm. But it's very thin, kind of just goes across her forehead to the back of her her hair. Mm -hmm. She looks similar to what she looks like in this life. Mm -hmm. Very, but thinner. Mm -hmm. 
What do they, her clothes look like? She has, um, it's like a dress. Um, it reminds me of like the cloth dress, dresses from like way back in the days. Mm -hmm. um, but it's one of those dresses that kind of, her arms are out, so it's not sleeves. There's no sleeves, mm -hmm. but it still covers her up. Okay. It's long. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what is your feeling about her position? I, I feel worry. Okay. Um, and how is she related to you? I don't know. Okay, but you know her. You feel like you know her in that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, is there anybody else? Sometimes you'll see people from this life in your past life and um, you'll you'll recognize them. You're like, oh, I, I know that person in this life, but you won't necessarily know exactly who they are just yet. And then sometimes it's the other way around where you recognize them as that person, but you have a sense that they're somebody from this life. So you can see people in many ways. I tend to see people how they are in this life. I don't necessarily see who they are in the past life which is pretty trippy because again, everyone taps in a little bit differently. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anybody in their past life face. Like I always see like, it'll be like so weird because it's like the outline of whoever they were in that past life, but I'll see through that and I see who they are in this life. When I was, so when I saw my niece, I, you know, I, of course she didn't look like exactly who she was in this life because the person I was looking at was way thinner, different hair, different, all of that stuff was different. But when I looked at her, I could see the face of my niece within her. And it was just like, Whoa, this is trippy, <laughs> you know? So a lot of times you are seeing people and you're like, so it makes you, your logical mind starts to do things to you when you're seeing this too, because your logical mind is like, wait a minute. No, no, where we're, that's not how it goes. It's not, you know, your logical mind and your ego will start to kick in. So it's a good thing to practice this also to, to get yourself to, to not overthink the process or over control the process. Cause then you could be like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And of course it doesn't because we're tapping into a past life. So it's not going to make sense. Right. Um, so you're always trying to still, and it takes me You'll notice as we're going through this, it takes me a while to really, really uh, connect with the person. And I really don't ever connect where I become her. There are people who go in their past life and they go in that um, hypnosis and they become those people. I have not done that because I have control issues. <laughs> so um, I tend to hang on and hold on. And I come from a place of narration. You'll hear that throughout my, my past lives where I do it from a place of narration. I don't really do it from a place of me being the person um, because it's hard for me to let that control and just go into that um, past life. And so some people are like that where we're a little bit more stubborn, but you'll hear because there's parts where you'll hear I'm observing and I can see the person as if I'm looking into the person's life. And then there's times where I feel like I'm the person I can look down at my hands and stuff when I'm looking at different things. So there are different ways 
that you can see things. You can see things as the observer or as the actual person. And it depends on you. Your higher self knows if you need to see it as an observer, as a third party looking in, or do you need to actually feel the sense and the feelings and the emotions that the person is going through being in the body? And so there's so many levels to why the higher self is putting you in the different positions. So is there anything else important about this scene that you're seeing? What else calls your attention? Hmm. Not sure. I keep seeing the same things. Mm-hmm. Just replaying mm-hmm. the moment of standing there, um, mm-hmm. kind of waiting, mm-hmm. very anxious, very scared, and just uncertain. Mm-hmm. And the main guy on the horse is just kind of he's making his presence known, and um, it's like we have to stand there and wait for some reason. Okay, so we're gonna move ahead. We're going to fast forward to scene. We're going to move ahead to see what happens with this man on the horse. We're going to fast forward. And tell me what happens with this man after you guys are done waiting. What happens? He grabs me and drags me. Okay. I'm crying. I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm trying to claim I'm innocent and, and whatever happened, I don't know what's going on. Okay. So he's dragging you behind the horse? No, it's like he's off the horse now. Ah, okay. But I'm being taken out of the line. And I'm trying to fight, so it's kind of like I'm getting dragged, but not on the floor dragged. Mm-hmm. Um, right, he's pulling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happens next? I, it's like I'm being pushed. Um, where it's like they're gonna kill me. Um, Okay. I still don't know what I did wrong. Okay. So we're going to close the scene and we're going to go back. We're going to go back to the origin of why they think you're guilty. crazy part about that is I actually was being drugged (laughs) like I felt that that person that guy was dragging me you know and when he pushed me down he pushed me down on the floor and I was like oh shit they're about to kill me (laughs) you know and so sometimes it's like that because remember you are experiencing it as it's happening in that life not that you just know everything because remember wherever you go into the life you may not have all the details of what's coming up (laughs) next So it can throw you off guard because you're not aware of what's going on. And you're like, oh shit, like this, they're really about to take me out right now. 
So um, it's pretty trippy. Again, you're always safe. Like you're not ever going to go through even the death scenes, which I will, you guys will um, hear me go through mine. Um, even going through that, you don't feel the pain and stuff. E- even if you do, the facilitator will walk you through it to where you l- release that. You can feel emotions from it because sometimes it's hard to see what happened to you and know um, what has happened to you. But again, there's a purpose for you to see it. There's always a purpose to go through the death scene um, as harsh as that sounds, because excuse me, we also need to realize that death is just uh, a doorway to the next um place that we're going instead of looking at death is so horrible and tragic and mysterious you know so there's there's reasons moving back in time when I count from three to one and when I get to one you will be there and you will see why this is happening Three, moving back in time too, to find out the origin of why this is happening too, and why you're there now. I was like a seer or like someone who helped them. It's like they trusted my information. Mm-hmm. I see me looking into what appears like a crystal ball kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my face is kind of very much on my face. But I can see my hands and the bracelets. Mm-hmm. It's like I made a lot of money basically doing this, whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever information, and I don't know the information I gave them, but whatever was given to them. Either it wasn't like or was wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's go ahead and close the scene. And let's move to another important time in this woman's life. And closing that scene and moving to another important event in that woman's life. Be there now. I'm seeing the the Egypt Egyptian um, symbols. Okay. And I am it's like I'm known or well known. Mm-hmm. I'm not poor. And I have, um, I feel like I'm overconfident. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm overconfident and um, I'm just very, it's like I'm very wealthy. Whatever I do, I'm very wealthy. Mm-hmm. And what's going on in this scene? I'm just kind of standing in a room but I just feel very nonchalant and I don't care. I don't really have a care for others. Um, I'm just looking at my things, things that I own, things that I have, Mm -hmm. the jewelry and it's satisfying. Mm, Okay. Okay. So you're proud of all that you have. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Is there anybody with you? No. Okay, you're all alone. All right. So, is there anything else important about the scene? Just the way I feel. Okay. And this is the same woman we saw before. I think so, but this time I'm looking at her as if I'm not her. Mm, okay. Yeah. But okay. I feel like it's me. All right. And what are the Egyptian things that you're seeing? What are what are they jewelry or what it's is paintings um, on the walls? Mm -hmm. It's like a lot on the walls. Um, I think that's what's on the bracelet. Mm. There's markings on the bracelet. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So let's close that scene then. Close that scene and move to another important event or day for this woman. Looking for another important day in her life. You will be there now. What's happening? I'm with someone. Um, but it's like we're always covered. We're always covered from head to toe. Um, in a certain color or... These are darker colors. Mm -hmm. um, it's like we're going somewhere. So who are you with? I'm with a man. Okay. But he's covered. I don't... Do you use your knowing to know if you know him? Okay. Oh. Do you feel like you know him? No. Okay. Are you guys um, holding hands or anything like that, or you're just walking no. separately? We're actually in a, I wouldn't say carriage. It's kind of um, something being pulled. I see camels. They're actually camels. I don't know why we're being pulled by, I don't know if they're not horses, but there are camels there. It's a lot of us. It's not just me mm -hmm. and this person. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't feel like I know them. I don't feel like I'm close to them. Okay. I have a sense of like, I'm important, but not, I don't feel like this is family. I don't feel like, um, that you're close to these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you have a sense of where you're going? I see that I feel like I did magic then because it feels like I'm going to perform some type of ritual. Mm -hmm. But I'm not confident. And it's, I feel like I know I'm not supposed to be doing it. Mm -hmm.
but it's kind of like I have to. Right. Okay. So moving forward in time, we're going to move forward in time to when you're doing this ritual. And what do you see? What's happening? I see me tapping into like a dark part of me. Mm -hmm. Like the not so good side. Mm -hmm. And whatever I, I kind of feel like this person's asking for like wealth or something like that. And whatever I'm doing, it's against the rules. For some reason, I feel that very strongly. It's against the rules. Mm -hmm. um, and it's almost sacrificial. Okay. And what exactly are you doing? Is it with your hands? Or? There's like a fire. Um, and I'm really close to the fire. Right, my hands are there, but I kind of weird to see. Like, so this part is a really crazy part, which is one of probably one of the big, biggest eye openers for me when it comes to magic. A lot of people don't believe in spell work and they don't believe in those things. And again, your mind is the most powerful thing. So if you believe it, it's there. But there was a time where we had beings here and we did tap into things that were maybe outside of the norm today, but they were definitely a big part of life um, in the earlier stages of, of beings. And so there are rules to life and there are rules to um, creating life and taking life and you know the rules the universal laws are in place and so when you hear me talking about um, going against those laws I knew I was doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to and you can we don't we don't get a pass from doing that stuff and I always tell people to be very careful I'm, I'm a ritualist in, in this life as well I just practice different. I don't do no harm and I don't do any manipulation spell work. So when I do rituals, ritual, my rituals are one for honoring my ancestors and my background. And then two, I do client-based uh, work, but it's never uh, on a manipulation stand. So this was one of the eye openers in the beginning of my path, because at this time I was definitely doing rituals. And I had a lot of people that were tempting me. Um, and at this point, I could have went left or right in my practice. I could have went uh, strong left or strong right on whichever one. And this was an eye opener for me to stay to the course of what my gut instinct was telling me. And because the thing is, once people know you're doing rituals, everyone comes to you for the, oh, I, won't, I don't want to lose my person. Please bring my person back. And I've never done a spell to bring anybody's person back. Um, because one, that's how you bind people to you. I never have done any binding spells either. Um, the thing about that is you start binding people against their will and you cage them. And remember, our mind is is the most powerful thing. And so if you if you cage somebody's mind, then you have control over them. And that's what that happens in our life. And you don't need a candle for that, okay? But when you're concentrating on that in a ritual based, um, that's a lot of time and energy going to whatever it is that you're trying to do. So just 
remember when we're listening to this. So anyway, this was a big eye opener in the beginning of my path of what I did not want to do. And it solidified my gut instinct on what I knew in this life. I didn't want to be as a practitioner. I love rituals. I love candle work. Should I love sitting here with my candles and oils and, you know, in my vibe, listening to my ritual music and vibing with my goddesses and you know, I love doing all that stuff, but I've come in from this place of the heart space to really help, not harm. And so this was, uh, again, an uh, eye opener that said, "Ooh, no, 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 we ain't doing that shit in this life. So it was pretty crazy. Um, it is pretty sad because of the things I'll talk about a, a little bit more when it comes out. Um, as it comes out, but there are some, and this is where I got a lot of my comfort confirmation in this life about some things that I held, um, some, some guilt that I held, some hurt that I, uh, held in this life. And through my past life regressions, I've gotten a lot of confirmation, uh, when it was time <laughs> to get confirmation on some of these things, uh, so that I can heal deeply. It's like um, meditating with the fire. Mm -hmm. um, so are you able to connect with the fire? I do feel connected with the fire. Okay. Um, I'm not afraid of the fire. Mm -hmm. But it is preparing for a sacrifice. Of a human? Or an animal? No, I see like a goat. Okay. Um, at first I thought maybe it was like a baby, but I think that's part of the ritual, mm -hmm. not the sacrifice. Okay. They're showing me firstborn. I don't know what that means. Who's mm -hmm. showing you firstborn? Like, like that's what I hear. Mm. Firstborn. Okay. And there's something about a baby that I just keep seeing. I don't feel like the baby is born yet. Okay. Whoever I'm doing the spell is powerful. Like they're um Okay, and the spell doesn't have to do with a baby having a male baby or something. I think so because um so I keep seeing like the infant. I see, keep seeing the infant as I'm, as I'm conjuring or whatever it is that I'm doing. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you see that's important about the scene that you feel, that you know? The woman that's there is, um, she's afraid. Mm -hmm. I don't think she wants to be there. Mm -hmm. She looks like my niece. Okay. Kind of like they're forcing her to be in this ritual. Uh, they're forcing her to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And if you use your knowing, are you able to feel or know why she's there? She's the one to give birth. She's the one to become pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So as you go through the ritual, you're going to see the ritual. What happens in this ritual? 
there's some kind of, I don't want to say amulet because it looks kind of like an amulet, kind of like a dagger, but not really a dagger. I don't harm her or cut her, but something with this amulet, something it has, um, I don't know if it's crystals or something attached to it mm -hmm. that I use in part of like passing it over her body, especially her belly. Mm -hmm. um, And I do slit the goat's throat, mm -hmm. and the blood is is then um, poured on her. Mm -hmm. It's part of the ritual. Okay. She's still very brave, but they're holding her down so she can't like run. And I feel like I shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know I'm not supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Is there anything else that we need to know about this scene? Just there's a lot of anger. She gets angry with me. Mm. Like her tears turn to anger. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like I know her, but I still can't place who she is to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like I betrayed her. Mm -hmm. Okay. So does it feel like you knew her from before? Yeah. I almost, I hear sister. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. And I'm going to tell y'all, I did not hear that lawnmower in the background. <laughs> like you could hear it on the tape, but I'm going to tell you when I was in what I was going through and working through, I did not hear the, the outside <laughs> sounds at all. One of the craziest things too, um, this made me realize about my niece, the niece that I saw there. She's my first niece, um, the, my brother's first daughter. Um, and when um, it made me realize that from the time her mom got pregnant, I was very like, I gotta help. You know, like her mom and her dad were very young they were going through it. You know, her mom even like ran away from home, um, you know, just all of that stuff, being young and pregnant and stuff. And I had immediately had this sense of, I have to be there. I have to help her. I have to like this protective aunt energy. And not that I don't love my other nieces and nephews. I love them dearly also, but there was this other energy and that's how karmic energy kind of is where you have this pull towards people heavily. You don't really understand why, you're feeling what you're feeling, but you're just like, I got to be here. I got to do this. I got to do that. And that's how I was with her. I was always like trying to save her from her parents. Cause you know, not that they're bad people, just that they were young and so ignorant, you know, their egos were in the way, you know, 
and they would just make some not so nice decisions. And I just remember like constantly jumping in to be that, that kind of savior for my niece. And it's the, the craziest thing. You don't realize it. You're always trying to save them. And I was always that always, you know, trying to go get her always, you know, incorporating her into my life. And I didn't realize, we, well, we have a bond, you know, that's outside of this world. And we've lit, you know, we've had, we've had this moment and sister energy is very strong. Just like, you know, my daughter in this life, she's been, we've been sisters. We've been mother and daughter quite a few times where those energies bring you together very strongly and you feel it, you feel it's just like you had to have been a kid in another life. You know, we had to have other lives together. And we both used to say that she looks a lot like me. She's my fucking twin. Not only does she look like me, you know, she actually is a Sagittarius too. So that's my twin right there. But um, it's it's just like, sometimes it's like the, the most craziest things you don't realize uh, that you come back with certain people. And after this session, it made me release this need to try to save her. I was still trying to save her in 2019. I was trying to save her from herself, save her from her relationships save her from life. And it made me realize that we all have our experiences that we need to go through. We all have our karma. And it made me just really allow myself to let her go and just let her live. However, that was going to transpire. Not to say that she's had all the best experiences, but it wasn't me trying to constantly save her and take her out of her, her energy, letting her be, you know, in the moment and not feeling bad because I would feel bad that I can't help her more. And that came from this of what I did in a past life. And, you know, that energy will come through and you'll be trying to save a person because you didn't do it in a past life or you did some fuck shit in the past life. And so this life here, you have this burden that you need to make amends and you don't really understand why. But um, sometimes it's like that, too. So I think it's very um, the, the, I'm telling you the past life. And this is just a piece of the past life. Of course, I'm going to finish going through this past life, but I'll end this um this podcast and then we'll continue this is still you know it'll be a continuation of this first past a life regression like these regressions like i said are about two hours long so they're pretty long and it's very interesting to listen to the higher self so when we get into the higher self that'll be interesting to work through that as well but um i'll just wait for this one on this one and we'll kind of um work through the rest of this one but you see how there's still points that I don't have all of the pieces of information because I haven't allowed myself to really become this person. So I don't even know what her name is in this past life because I have not allowed myself to fully um, embody her. So I am my, I have a very strong knowing in this life. So it's one of my gifts, right? Knowing, tapping in on that level. So I'm tapping in on the information and it's like a third party. I'm getting the information, but it's still not as clear as I would have liked it to be. But again, this was my first session. I definitely was not, <laughs> was not embodying the, uh, the person. And I'm still working on that today, you know, to be more um, open and allow myself to flow so that I can know the names. So I can know the other information about those lives. Okay. But again, it, it's tricky. It's tricky. Okay. So let's go ahead and close that scene and move to another important day in this woman's life. 
when something important is happening once again. Moving to another important day. Be there now. What's happening? For me, I feel like I'm meeting Hector. He's very clear. I'm smiling. And I feel this happiness. Um, what is what does he look like? He doesn't look like he's rich or you know um, wealthy, but I don't feel like he's poor either. Mm-hmm. What what's going on in this scene? It's more just conversation, the attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, But I feel like I'm attached to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. Um, I feel like I belong to someone else. Ah. So it feels good, but it also feels like I shouldn't be talking to him. Mm, okay. But you feel attracted to him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel happy. Mm-hmm. Just a sense of wanting to know him a bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where are you? I feel like I'm in some place, but it's different from where I was before. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've moved around. I feel like I'm in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at your body, is this the same woman as we saw before? Same woman. Okay. Just different home or different place. Okay. And is she wearing the same clothing as before? It's different. Okay. It's still nice, not, doesn't look poor. Mm-hmm. Still nice, still a lot of the jewelry is still there. The bracelets are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just met him now in this first scene? Yeah, it seems like, I kind of feel like it's a small gathering. Um, but it's one of those things where I don't feel like I belong there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of doing my own thing, mm-hmm. and I meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I, I, I walk away because I know I'm not supposed to be talking to him. Ah. Like it's not okay. Yeah. Because I feel the attraction, so I know I need to walk away. Okay. I do go back to the man I'm with. It seems empowered, the one who um, is very wealthy, very known. Um, so you belong to him? Yeah. Okay. I go back by his side, but I'm not interested in, in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really seem to pay too much attention to me either. <laughs> what else do you see in this scene? I keep looking back at Hector. Mm-hmm. I see him in the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's where my attention is. One of the things that I know I'm going to work on is trying to describe because 
while I'm listening, I'm getting those glimpses and the pictures of what I was seeing. And, you know, even when I'm talking about when she was admiring all the things that she had, she was in a palace and the um, the Egyptian writing she was seeing was not like paintings. It was actually like murals on the wall. It was inscribed in the wall. And so I definitely am like, hey, we need to work on descriptive in these past lives so that everyone knows like what you're saying. Because even now, when she's describing where she's at, she was in like this freaking palace and it was huge. Like the guy she was with, and, I, and again, I still don't know who that guy is. I actually want to tap back into this past life so I could get more of this life. Because um, it seems like a very interesting life of how she ended up to where she is. But um and how she even discovered her her abilities and all of that stuff. So I definitely want to tap into this life again. Um, but it was interesting of just, she was in this palace and whoever this guy is, which I still don't know who he is. I don't know if I, I don't think I know him in this life or I haven't met him yet in this life. But um, whoever he was, he was very much in power. And a lot of the stuff, even though it had a very Egyptian feel to it, I could not tell if it was Egypt or Persian because a lot of the things were intertwined. Like it looked like a lot of Egyptian stuff, but the people there, the people that I was with, they didn't seem, they seemed more Persian, especially back in the days. We know that, you know, Persians were kind of taking over a lot of the different areas and a lot of their stuff favored a lot of the Egyptian cultures and things like that. So I could not tell what was what. So that's why you don't hear me saying um, these are Egyptian people or things like that, because I really could not tell. But yeah, she's in this beautiful palace, you know, um, and, and that's where, you know, she's describing even when she was on that carriage um, out in nowhere, it was like they were out in a desert, you know, and they were covered up like, you know, how you would see um, where Muslim Muslim people cover themselves up. So even back in the day, like having those covers covering your whole face from the sand, that's how they looked. But again, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't describing it, you know, because again, you're in the moment. You're not thinking because you're seeing you're not really thinking that the person talking to you can't see what you see. So you're you're saying very minimum. So it's really up to us to get you to, to describe what's going on around you, because, again, you're seeing it when when we're not seeing it. So um, it's a little bit funny and. Again, um, I'm okay with sharing all of this stuff with you guys because everyone that's come into my life, you know, I still have so much love for them, whether they're in my life or not. Um, so you're going to hear names of my family and people, lovers, you know, things like that, that meant or at least mean something to me and whether or not they're in my life or not. It opened up doors to understand my connection with people. And sometimes your connection with someone has a lot to do with the past life. They might not be that person in this life. They In this life, they might have chosen to be a piece of shit, but your heart space doesn't recognize that. Your heart space just remembers the love and connection that you feel like the person that you guys are hearing me talk about now, um, where your heart space will will open up to like be like damn um i remember this your heart space remembers the connection remembers when you first met remembers when you guys uh were together so a lot of times we have to realize that and allow ourselves to not fall in love of of what that past life energy and hold on to that but we got to recognize who a person is in this life and it's sometimes it's way different they've chosen to be a way different person for so many other reasons. It goes towards where we were when we started. Okay. Where the men come. Mm -hmm. 
I'm with Hector there. We have a child. Ah, okay. Okay. So I feel like this is the revenge mm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And do you, do you, are you holding that child? No, the woman next to me is holding the child. Oh, so that was your child. It's not mine. Ah, okay. I feel very sad though right now. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Let's move forward in time to see how this ends. It doesn't end well. Okay. So let's move to the last day in this woman's life. That was the last day. Okay. So I want you to go through and quickly go through the death scene. So going through that scene and now whatever happened, happened. And you won't have any physical sensations of whatever it is that happened. And now you are on the other side of it. You've left that body. From that position, you can look back at that entire life and see it from a different perspective. Every lesson, every life has a lesson and a purpose. And as you look at that life, what did you learn from it? not be so selfish to <laughs> it's like there's moments of that life where I was willing to sacrifice close people mm -hmm. for my own selfish gain mm -hmm. and then you know at the end I paid that price but um, most of that life was just doing whatever I want when I when I felt like getting using my gifts, I had these beautiful gifts and I used those gifts for all the wrong reasons. So what do you think is the purpose of that lifetime? To understand you reap what you sow is what I get from that. Mm -hmm. Um, what you put in is what you get. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you know, one of, one of the hardest things about that death, watching that death was not just the fact that the dude had slit my throat, but it was that I had found this love in that life, right? That I didn't know before the, the person that I met in that life, Hector. So 
I didn't know that kind of love and that connection until I met him. And then I ran off, you know, thinking I was just going to have this beautiful life and run off from this powerful person. And, and that powerful person came to find me because those gifts that I had, I had used them for all the wrong reasons for him. And, you know, when when um, sometimes just like that, you have people that will hold on to you um, because you can give them things or they hold on to you for monetary purposes. They're takers. Now, of course, back then it was easier to just kill people, um, even though people do it these days. So you really have to be careful of, again, what you do in this life. And that life was a reap what you sow. And I had did a lot of shitty things to a lot of shitty people. And it came back to haunt me in the end. Um and it was hard when I was on the, when I was watching the death scene, because even though I wasn't talking about it, what I was experiencing was when I, before they had actually cut my throat, I was looking at him and I just was so sad. I was looking at the baby that I had just had. It was a small baby, you know, and it was just like, wow, I just had this baby. I just got, you know, we barely ran, <laughs> ran off and we haven't even had that much time. And it was such a sad moment to just be like, and now it's all gone because of shit that I did in the past that caught up with me. And so a lot of times it's how life is. We do all of these things that we think we've gotten away from, or we think we've moved away from, and they come to bite you in the ass. Um, and so I was very hurt and didn't want to leave. I was very scared of what was going to happen. Um, you'll hear a little bit. Well, there's a little bit left of, of what happened, but you know, it was, it, it was very emotional and those emotions were very real of what I was feeling, um, in that moment of the loss and the, the loss of, um, the baby and, and my family. Cause even in the beginning, remember I talked about my niece being there, which was my sister. So that means that somewhere all of us, me and her ran away from where we were, you know, whoever we were dealing with, cause we were dealing with the same type of people and being basically used. Um, but we both had got away. And so that, um, moment knowing that, um, I don't even know what happened to her in that life. So I don't know if, <laughs> what happened. I know I was killed. Um, but I don't even know what else happened. I don't know if he was killed, you know, we kind of left. And again, it's up to the facilitator to kind of work through and get those answers for you. Not all the time is the facilitator going to know to ask those questions so that you could know what happened to those, those people around you. But um, again, sometimes it is, it is hurt. And if you cry, it's okay. Cause those are emotions that need to come out anyway, um, from the situation. So again, one of the hardest parts, it wasn't even the hardest part wasn't seeing me, um, get my neck slit. It was the emotions to the, to the loss and knowing that I was about to die and there was nothing that I could do to save anybody. Um, and just allowing myself to be taken and hoping that they just kill me and leave. And that's it. You know, that's what the hope was and in that moment. That's what I felt very strongly. Pretty trippy. And leave that body behind. You're going to follow your soul. And once that soul leaves that body, where does it go? I feel like I linger. I don't want to leave the child. Mm. Like I, I see my death. I see me laying there, but I don't really want to leave. Mm-hmm. So you stay there. Okay. I'm going to be there for the child. Okay, so as we move your soul forward in time, does it ever leave Earth? 
do see myself in like space. Um, okay. So Somewhere. I eventually. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. You go into space and what happens to that thought? It's kind of like I'm just there. Mm -hmm. There's no emotion, no feeling, no no good or bad, no um, no real thoughts. I'm just a part of the cosmos. I'm just a part of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just there. Mm -hmm. Just in like this peaceful harmony kind of feeling. Wonderful. And how does that feel? It's nice, it's quiet. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's peaceful. So now you can... And that, that place that I'm speaking of, I literally go to a place of nothing. There's nothing, just the, the cosmos. And that is a place that I tend to go to. Now, not everybody goes back to space in that way or the universe in that way, but there is something about my connection that goes back into the universal energy. Um, it's just, again, we're all tapped in and we all kind of, uh, tap back into different spaces. And so for me, I tend to go back to the energy source of the universe. Um, I've done it a couple times. When we get through the next past life, you'll see that I go that one and I go back into an energy force. Um, and the nothing that we call the nothing, um, you guys will hear a lot of higher level um, spiritualists kind of talk about it. Um, it's something that I started to hear from people that were really tapped in above my pay grade. I'm still working to get in a higher levels to understand it, but the nothing, the darkness, uh, what we think is, is bad. It's not the darkness and the nothing is a, a space of neutrality. Um, it's a space of peace because there is nothing there. Um, not good, not bad. It just is. And when you come to a space of what just is, it's, the only way that I can, the only way I can tell you how it felt, it just felt, it just is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the only way that I can describe it. That, that place of peace, there was nothing. There was no emotions. Like it wasn't peaceful because, oh, I'm calm and I feel peace. It was just, I'm in this space of nothing. And it felt like home, but in a sense of nothing just it what is and so it was pretty cool um to be in that space and kind of honor that so past life regression is pretty dope um we're actually about to go into a next uh past life but uh next time next uh <laughs> next one um this is already an hour and 20 some minutes hopefully you guys uh thought this was cool uh, hopefully you guys uh, can see, because again, remember, um, past lives jump around. So you're not seeing the whole life. There's so much to a life that you don't get to see. Um, there's just not enough time to go through your whole life, depending on how many you know years you lived, right? Um, and so you can't live out every day all the time. The facilitator, um, even myself, I'm going to jump you around the life to try to get the most important times and spaces for you to look at and experience um, so that you can get the healing and um, see what you need to see. Basically, um, you're always able to come back if you want to experience those lives again and go deeper. You definitely can do multiple um, 
multiple sessions with the person. Um, but yeah, it's definitely pretty dope. Like I said, I want to go back to that life because I actually want to find out more about that person and get names and more information and how she became who she became and, you know, get, uh, get, get some more on it. Cause it, it, that life has come up a lot for me. It's, I went through a lot of like tragedy in that life. So it seemed it had bled through a lot into this life. So it actually came up in my other uh, regression. It's come up in a couple of other healing sessions um, also and connected to the tie with me and Hector um, in this life. So it's actually been something very prominent in the past five years um, that I've needed to look at. And again, I had it in 2020. Um, and um, so it's the last three years from having it, it's been very prominent of just looking at it like, oh shit, this is something that, that is really tied into this life and it's bled through. Um, and I have very strong ties to Egypt. Um, even in my DNA, I have my DNA goes back to Cyprus, um, which was extremely, um, a lot of Persian energy, Egyptian energy went, and not energy people <laughs> went through that space. So it makes sense. And I have a huge connection to the goddess Isis and uh, Nephsis. And so um, I didn't really understand those connections. And in, in one of my past lives recently, I got a little bit more information on why I'm so uh, connected to those energies, which is pretty dope. And we will see that on the next one, you guys. So again, I am going to be doing these in between uh, some of my other ones, just tapping into my past life regressions, just kind of show you guys how it goes, the flow and let you see it's not scary. Your higher self is going to take you where you need to go. So there's nothing to be embarrassed or shameful. And whoever your provider is, they're not going to play your shit on <laughs> for anybody else. It's only for you. So you can have a beautiful um, private session and get some deep healing and understanding about life and get outside of this, this box of who we think um, it is. It really does give you a different perspective of where you are in life and just how sometimes we're overthinking and we need to come back to the present day and really enjoy every life till its fullest because it's like, damn, we've been through so many lives of suffering. Do we need to make this one suffering also? No, no, we don't. We need to make this one fun and happy and vibing. And it's crazy because before I did my, this session, which was in May of 2020, my higher self used to tell me all the time, like, you're too serious. You're too serious. And I used to be like, what the fuck you mean? I'm too serious. And it's like, you're too serious. And they're like, lighten up. You're taking life way too serious. And then when you think about it, I do. I get so like, life and I got to do this. And spirit's like, come on. You, you've had a lot of lives where it's been too serious. I've had a lot of struggles in a lot of lives. It's like, come on, be, be a, do something else. Be a little happier. Do, you know, have a little fun. And so I'm, I'm still learning how to do that, you guys. So hopefully you enjoyed this first. This is part one of my um, past life regressions. I will be playing other past life regressions as I get the authorization from the people to play them. Um, as long as they give me the go ahead, then I'll be doing those. But it is going to be in parts and sections like this, because again, like I said, I'm going to do some commentary and uh, walk through now on other people's, I can't tell you what they're seeing, uh, what they're feeling, because again, it's not me. I only can do the commentary on the ones, um, 
that um, I felt something or saw something or something, you know, kind of came because a lot of times I am tapped in and I feel things, but I try not to say things until the people say things. Cause again, you don't want to influence. You never want to influence your clients on what they're seeing. You want it to come from them. Um, but sometimes you got to help them and nudge them. All right. So as always, you guys, so much love, so much life, go get a past life regression. I'm doing them virtually. So I do do them online as well as in person. So go to website, website will be, um, in the bottom description book today while I'm still pretty cheap. <laughs> Bye.